Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is episode 20. Um, the Redneck Tech Podcast is now brought to you by Diamondback Covers. Uh, we talked to Andy on the last podcast, got tons of like, awesome feedback, and uh, talked to Andy, and we're working working some stuff out to where you know they're going to be the presenting sponsor on the podcast. I absolutely adore my Diamondback cover. I do not know what I would do without it. It is an insurance policy. If you ever carry anything expensive in the bed of your truck, you are crazy not to have one. If you ever need to haul something heavy on top of a bed cover and have things in the bed, you're crazy not to have one. If you do any kind of shooting, hunting, production work, anything. It is one of those things that it's peace of mind and that's worth, gosh, more than the price of the cover, honestly. But uh, just now getting back home from ATA show and I wanted to kind of do an ATA wrap up and a state of the industry in my opinion this might not be the opinion of everybody but everybody i talk to is pretty much their opinion but that doesn't mean anything um i have a small circle of people that i that i run with and we're all generally for the most part you know producers and editors in this industry so we all kind of see the same things run with the same people that kind of thing so um this is kind of my take and you know the take that i got from talking to everybody on what this thing's looking like when I say this thing, I'm talking about outdoor television, outdoor media in general, as far as us content creators are concerned. Uh, I got back, what's today? Today's Tuesday, Wednesday. Got back late on Saturday. Had to sit down and finish a couple things. I'm trying to get a few things out before shot, which is next week, which I'm not going to, thank God. That's a godforsaken place. But um, anyway... The talk of the town at in Indianapolis at ATA show was the Outdoor Sportsman Awards, and better known as the Golden Moose Awards over the years. And years ago, this was the place that everybody came to see, you know, I, I guess gain accolades for the work that they had done over that year, whether that's producers, whether that's shows, whether that's editors, graphic designers, sound guys and all of the above. This was the place that everybody came and put their, you know, that there's a lot of fan voted things. There's also some things that are voted by other producers in the industry, which is really cool to see other producers in the industry kind of, you know, vote on things and, you know, say who they feel like is doing the best job in the industry. And it was, you know, for a long time, it was, it was good. Then there, you know, you know, from my experience watching it, there's also a lot of politics involved, but what, what isn't, what doesn't have politics involved at this point? But the disparity that happened this year was last year on the Outdoor Sportsman Awards, we had going to be the President of the United States on the podium or on the stage, you know, addressing, you know, our industry. And he, you know, what, 10 days later got voted President of the United States. No. No, I've got my time. No, he was. He was already been voted the president then. He was the president-elect then. And he was on stage at the Venetian. And then this year, and if I'm screwing that up, please just get, bear with me. Okay, 
Last year, Donald Trump was on the stage of Venetian. This year, they did the award show from a webcam, and they did not do it well. So the disparity in those two things had a lot of people asking a lot of questions. The number one question is, what is going on? What, what has happened to where we go from Trump on stage at the Venetian, huge big party award show, to we're not doing an award show, we're not putting anything on the TV, we are going to do it with a webcam, with minimal graphics, and we get a random call in from somebody that accepts their award. Uh, outside looking in, that looks bad. And that's not, don't think it looks bad, I think it is bad. Because everybody's saying, you know, what's going on? Where Where's the money going? Because they keep, you know, when I say they, Outdoor and Outdoors um, Channel and Sportsman Channel keep asking for more money for airtime. You know, airtime is, you know, growing, you know, 10, 15, 20% a year. And viewership is inevitably going down, which they're telling everybody is going up. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But... It's getting harder and harder to keep people paying airtimes when you can't, either you can't logistically do it or you can't afford to put on a award show. And second, your ratings nobody trusts. So, a lot of people aren't happy. There's a lot of manufacturers out there that they take that Sportsman Awards and the SHOT Show to be an opportunity for them to be able to send some of their higher-ups to go to those shows to go to those award shows, go to the SHOT Show, and be able to see some of these people they're working with on a day-to-day basis um, in person. And they use that essentially as their excuse, really. And now they don't have that. And I know a lot of the, some of the smaller manufacturers that can't afford to, I guess, really you know, go with the high rollers, if you want to say that in this industry, if they can't afford to do the celebrity thing, which you know, like being a celebrity in the outdoor industry is like being the tallest midget. It's, it's not anything to brag about. But... Some people find that as, you know, uh, I guess a rush or something, but, you know, they're upset because they wanted to be able to show up and, you know, hang out with those people. You know, I want to go and meet Michael Waddell. I want to go and meet Lee and Tiffany. And, you know, don't get me, I mean, I met all those people and they're awesome people. But at the same time, it's one of those things to where they're wanting to know where their money that they're spending to advertise on these shows that essentially gets paid towards airtime. Where is it going? Why? Why? Why does it look like it's going down the tubes even faster than people thought it was going down the tubes? Because I've been saying for two or three years, especially last year, that you know, outdoor television as a whole is not looking good, and uh, they're kind of painting that picture as well. Should they have even done an award show? I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have done anything. I think they should have made a post that said, hey, congratulations to, you know, this show for, you know, best deer. Congratulations to this show for this. And then never addressed it. Because the reason I say they shouldn't have done anything is because, first of all, they own a television network. They own two television networks. They could have pre-recorded something, flown in the winners, you know, recorded something, aired it on the show, you know, at a relevant time during shot, you know, you could have edited it in a week or two, had it up there and it airs, and then nobody would have been the wiser that they're not having an extravagant show. So instead, 
they do a webcam version of that and it's pitiful i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't even i couldn't personally even watch it i don't think they should have done anything i just think that they made themselves even if they're not doing as bad as they look they they really put out a perception out there that they are really hurting bad tv is dying because of what i said about ratings nobody can nobody can trust the ratings because you know in my limited knowledge of ratings there are when when nielsen and with rentrack when they're recording ratings sometimes they're recording ratings when someone's not even got their tv on so you know when you have your dish network your direct tv box on and your tv is off well essentially it's still playing but nothing's coming through the tube well, they're recording those ratings as well as they can get customized reports to where they can make those numbers look as good or as bad as they want to. So, so essentially, where's the trust? And if they can't make those numbers look good, what incentive is there for companies or shows to keep paying airtime? I don't know. I don't know that answer, but it's, it's a slippery slope. And there's a lot of things that they do essentially selling unused airtime cheaper than people can you know, pay for it, and they're, you know, essentially they're cutting their own throat in a few areas, but it's a, it's a, it's a known problem, and I don't know what they're going to do about it, as well as, you know, their new platform they launched a year or two ago, the My Outdoor TV app, which is a hundred dollars for the app, and that's for two-year-old content, so they're asking people to pay a hundred dollars, and there's no new content, it's all stuff that aired a year or two ago, How? How? You know, you have the files. You have the shows. Why would you make them pay for old content? So rumor is My Outdoor TV isn't doing so hot either. And I know they pay, they spent a bunch of money with some people on some really big contracts. And they're not delivering. So what what's the next step? What do you do? You know, And what happens to those you know couple people that paid 100 bucks for it? I don't know. I'd hate to be OSG right now. But... Um, the big trend is, you know, a lot of things are moving to digital. And I hear that word all the time, digital, digital, digital. Okay, well, what does that mean? You know, I, you know, if you're sitting listening and you hear the word digital, you're like, oh, yeah, digital, okay, great. Well, what, is, what does that mean? What does digital mean? Well, a digital, can, digital can be a lot of things. It can be a web show. It can be uh, social media. It can be an email, you know, gathering campaign, it can be a website, it can be a brand new platform, it can be a podcast. It can be so many different things. So when somebody and someone a marketer tells me they're, you know, putting their money into digital, it's either a cop out or somebody that doesn't understand what digital is. Because if you're going to do a essentially quote unquote digital plan for your media, you have to have a distribution plan. Essentially where is this media going to live? How is it going to be presented? When is it going to be presented? How is it going to be promoted? And a lot of times when you ask you know, someone, what is your distribution plan? They, they look at you glazed over and they're like, we're, we're going to put it on social media. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I can, you know, I can put something on social media too, but if I don't have a plan behind it, then very few people are going to see it. You know, we've done, you know, I've done videos for people before and they love the video and they go and put, post them. And they don't get a whole lot of views and they want to say that that's, you know, essentially the production company's fault because not a lot of people saw it. It's not our, it's not our job to 
you know, make people watch it. It's our job to create the content that you want. It's your job to get people to watch it. And that's, that's a hard concept for some people to wrap their head around is when I create this content, how do I get people to watch it? Well, you have to have a plan. There's a lot of ways to do it, and it's getting harder and harder and harder to do with the YouTubes of the world and the Facebooks of the world and Instagrams of the world essentially making it a pay-to-play system to where they're hiding your content unless you're paying for it to be promoted. So how do you get around that? Well, there's a lot of ways, and I'll be the first to tell you I'm not, I'm not the most knowledgeable person on that. But there are companies, there are people out there that have got it figured out that are absolutely killing the social media and quote-unquote digital game. And you know who they are. They're the ones in front of everything. Um, and the big companies that understand it. But those big companies that understand it, not only understand it, but they have a team of people running it. So don't just say, I'm, we're going digital or we're, you know, we're going to put our money into a digital platform because that, that doesn't tell me anything. Um, content that one thing, one thing I did, which I didn't have to essentially, you know, be reiterated to me, but content is still king. You know, a lot of these companies are putting their, are putting more time and more money into quality images and quality video, no matter where they're going to put them. Because if you do not have a bucket, a ton of content, relevant content towards relevant meaning not only towards the time of the year but the product that you're using and the uh, you know the target market and all those things that it's you know some of these companies that have multiple products some some of them have hundreds of products if you don't have relevant content at your fingertips then what do you do you're going to get left because the uh, the competitor does so that's where a lot of people are putting their time and the energy is let's get these products out there let's get quality content behind them, whether that's through TV, whether that's through web, whether that's through content creators, whether, you know, whatever the case may be. And that's also a hard, tough cookie to crack because there's a lot of guys out there that can create good content. And there's a lot of guys out there that are creating good content and giving it away. So how do you compete with that? Well, your content's got to be better. And uh, so that's kind of where I see the industry right now is it's, it's in a, it's in a it's in a rough place as far as TV goes, which I've said before. I'm ready for TV to die. If I never have to edit another 30 minute TV show for a network, I'll be happy. You know, and that might sound bad as somebody out there that might want me to start editing for them, and I'll do it in a minute. But TV has so many negatives with it. It's so much more expensive. It's a heck of a lot harder to do. It's a heck of a lot more expensive. The production guidelines, the did I say it's expensive? You know, there's a lot of things that if you do, if you if you can get a really good plan for I guess I'm going to use the cliche word for a digital push and have a good distribution plan, I just don't see how TV holds a candle to you know a, a good web show anymore because you can get the numbers for a web show so much easier and so much cheaper than you can a television show any, and nowadays. Anyway, moving on couple of products that were unveiled or, you know, released where I finally got to put my hands on at ATA that I'm wanting or wanting to learn more about. The first and foremost is that new Garmin Zero site. And just an example of somebody that understands the digital game, that sucker's everywhere. Everywhere, every time I open up a social media platform, a website, a forum, a anything, that sucker is there. And they're, they're doing a good job of explaining what it is, what it does, all those good things. 
I uh, went to the Garmin booth, talked to those guys. They've been using it for, you know, five or six months hunting theirself. They really believe in it. They feel it's it's got the, you know, the technology. It's got the fail-safes to do a good job in real-world situations because what I was worried about was glare, was, you know, one little, you know, blade of grass or movement or low light and all those things. And, they, you know, they're like, no, man, it's it's solid through all of those things. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go Google the Garmin Zero site. And I don't know if they spell Zero Z-E-R-O or if they spell it a different way. It might be X-E-R-O. I can't remember, to be honest. Another thing that uh, I saw that I really want is uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of filming out of blinds because you can get away with murder in a blind. And Primos just unveiled their new uh, 360 view, I think is what they called it. And it's got this like perforated, I don't know what you call it, like like material that it's one way see so you can see out of it but you can't see into it and I got in it and looked around and man it's it's stupid cool because that was one of my big you know pet peeves with the blind is you can't see all the way around you and there's so many blind spots but that new blind there's no more blind spots and it's made like the double bulls and it's got the big windows to shoot and film out of it's oh it's freaking killer they also unveiled their new cell cameras that are $199. So a true cell camera, cell trail phone, cell trail camera that is essentially less than 200 bucks, which is a game changer too. There's a bunch of cell cameras out there, but they're all stupid expensive. And Primos is really good about standing behind their stuff and putting out quality stuff. And if they don't, fixing it and replacing it and all that good stuff. Heard a lot of guys talking about the new Triax. I didn't get a chance to shoot it. Um, I'm worried about it just because it's a really short axle to axle bow and I'm a big guy and that's just a, I don't know, I think I just look like a, you know, an elephant riding a tricycle shooting one, but I don't know, heard a lot of really good things. I've shot a couple of Matthews. I've never really been a Matthews guy, but I'd be more than willing to give it a shot. I also shot the new Hoyt Redworks. Um, I know, I know enough to be dangerous about bows. I, you know, it does, it didn't wow me. But, I, like I said, I know just enough to be dangerous. I shot it, liked it, you know, but I didn't like it any more than, you know, the bow I'm shooting now. Um, the new Rage, the four-blade Rage with the fixed blade and the, you know, fold-out blades, it looks stupid, and it doesn't look like it can fly worth a crap. So, I don't know. That's yet to be told. I'm a Rage Tripan guy. I love my Rage Tripan. Um, but, I don't know. That that but that broadhead just looks stupid. Um but the ATA show is always my favorite show. I always, which I didn't get to walk around that much this year. And I also didn't get to run into near as many people as I normally do. But um, but I love that show because it's always a family reunion. I always get to catch up with all my other industry buddies, all my other producer buddies. You know, we get to you know rag on what we feel like's going south at the time, which I've already talked about that. What we feel like's going good. You know, what they've got going on, what new projects, what you know, cool hunts or what they've got planned, which usually if they're like me, you know, this early in the year, we don't know anything that we're doing. You know, I wish I could plan my year out, you know, in January, but it doesn't happen. You know, there's too many variables in this hunting game that we never know when we're going to be going somewhere or doing something. So uh, I got to catch up with a ton of them. Um, very rarely get to see them other than that show. You know, I try and, you know, you know, catch up with a couple of people that I either want to try and work with or go on hunts with or collaborate with, which I got to do. Um, I'm not going to SHOT Show, which is not this week, but next. 
I've got entirely too much to do. And SHOT Show is a, it's nuts, man. If you've never been to Vegas, go one time to say you went and don't. <laughs> if you're like me, you won't care anything about going back. That's just not, that's not my deal. I don't, I don't enjoy that thing. I got too much work to do anyway. I'm wrapping up a short film for Contra Group, which is really cool. It was really cool to get to shoot and edit something that's not hunting related um, for a chance. Um, working on our new series, I'm behind on that just because I'm having some creative blocks, I guess, um, which is which happens from time to time. I just need to kind of get this Contra thing and use it to kind of reset to get back into the hunting mode, which is hard to get into hunting mode because there's nothing to hunt right now and it's Honestly, it's too cold. Wish there's stuff to hunt right now. There's nothing that I'm hunting right now. Um, it's entirely too cold for me to be out there right now. I'm kind of a sissy when it gets to really, really cold. I like cold weather, but once it gets below 20, I mean, North Georgia, boy, we don't do well once it gets below 20. Um, I'm just busy, which is which is a very good thing. Um, I got a ton of feedback on the last episode with Andy from Diamondback, and so many guys reached out to me and said that they were so happy for that information. They were so happy that I got to talk with Andy and kind of get that perspective, which is exactly why I wanted to do it is because so many times finding or talking or getting information out of somebody in his position is so hard. And usually you don't ever get good information. So I sat down with Andy and he's always been so open and you know he'll shoot you straight and he's such a good dude he's excellent at what he does and he works for a stupid good company that makes an awesome product so i was like if anybody could do this justice it'd be andy and 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 from what you guys are saying y'all really enjoyed it um i want to know what else you want to hear about i'm uh working on a couple of things couple of video um associated podcasts where i'm going to try and do time lapses where i'm going to try and do some things that are more more visual than audio, you know, than, than I guess for the audio can tell because um had a lot of interest in the time-lapse thing. But right now I'm so busy it's hard for me to go out and essentially film myself filming something, which I don't like doing anyway. But I will do it because I'm getting the questions. But if you have anything else that's a, I guess, general, you know, something that I can get on here and talk about, let me know because, you know, it's... I want to make sure that I'm doing stuff that's relevant that people want to hear. I don't ever want to get on here and talk just to talk because that's not that's not me. Um, I'm also working on putting together a big production class or camera school. I've done several of them in the past. Love doing them. I always learn something and uh, come away with a bunch of new friends and contacts. Which is, I mean, that's that's the best part of this job is all the people I get to meet and hang out with and you know collaborate with and uh you know i've found a couple of people along the way that you know i've gotten on jobs i've gotten gigs i mean some of them have full-time jobs now some of them are interviewing for full-time jobs now and i'm not saying that's because they came to my class i'm saying that's because they're good people and when i get calls for something i say yeah you know i had a guy in a class that you know i feel like he would fill that role well um so i'm going to try and do that um it's going to be like a friday night Saturday and part of Sunday class normally is how I do it. So it's like a two full days, but it's really like two and a half days or three days if you really like look at it on the calendar. Because usually I'll have to drive, you know, six, eight hours somewhere, you know, get out. Pretty much the first day is kind of getting to know everybody, going over what everybody really wants to focus on. Saturday is really the big bulk of the day. And then Sunday I usually try and get hands on with everybody and um, 
let them lay hands on cameras and shoot some stuff, create some content, answer questions. A lot of times I go over a lot of editing stuff because that's what people struggle with the most because it's the hardest to learn. You know, unless you've got somebody there to ask the questions and, and watch what they do and how they do it, it's the hardest one to, I guess, grasp unless you're there and can see it. Um, if you have a group of four to, I guess, around 15-ish guys, that'd be about the as big as something I could handle. I would, you know, let me know. I'm, I've got a group of probably six or eight right now I'm working with that I'm going to try and get with them. I would say in March because I've got a lot of stuff and I've got my new, my third child is actually due the end of February. So I'm pretty much um, homebound until, you know, beginning of March sometime. But um, I'm going to try and do one in March. I'll probably try and do another one in the summertime because, like I said, I just enjoy doing them. I'm working on details, don't know details yet. If you are interested, email me at um, the Redneck Tech Podcast at gmail.com and I would. You know, try and get you as many details as I can. Like you said, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I try and help anybody who ever asks questions or anybody that ever calls. But, and that's the whole reason I started this podcast is so I could answer questions in a longer form. And when I can get in front of you for two or three days and, you know, get the questions, I can really dive into them. I can, you know, lay hands on your camera, show you what things do, how they work, all those good, all those, you know, good things. And, I wish to God they would have had something like that when I was coming up because I would have paid, oh God, every dime I had to just, you know, figure out a couple things that I could not find on the YouTubes or I couldn't find anybody around home that knew, you know, when I was growing up, there wasn't nobody that did video or, you know, photography around here, at least that I knew. So I had to, you know, go out and, you know, seek that out, you know, and I taught myself a lot, failed a lot, but if that's something you're interested in, let me know. Um, appreciate all the feedback. Appreciate all the um, positive things, guys. I, I get tagged on like stories and stuff on uh, Instagram all the time. Well, I say all the time. It's a lot for me um, to see stuff that people are listening and watching and learning. and It's so cool to see it. And that's the whole reason I do it. And uh, I, hope, I hope you enjoy it. Um, eh. Not 100% sure what I'm going to do next. Like I said, I've got a, a list of stuff that I want to do. But I've got to have time to do some of them. And some of them are a little easier. But if you got a, if you got something special you want to hear about, let me know. I'll see you guys soon. Oh.